2: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Greg Ducharme, joined tonight by Mark Immelman and Kyle Porter and the Honda Classic. This one was a good one coming down the wire here. We had Sung Im pulling out his first win on the PGA Tour. Tommy Fleetwood, for the first time, was the, the leader after 54 holes, unable to get the job done. There were a number of other players coming into the mix. Uh, it, it was an exciting tournament down the street stretch uh so welcome mark to the show here mark what what do you think of that last hour of, at the honda classic it was quite entertaining
3: yeah certainly by the way ta- yes. nice
2: pick with sung jm by the way from friday night <laughs> yeah um,
3: picking sung j is not uh, i am by no I mean by no means a genius for picking sung J M. I mean the guy's a <laughs> legend anytime it's a ball striker's place then then you got to go with him and 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 you know every year this golf course you know the first leg of the year, florida swing sort of gives us this. It's always challenging. You've got to play down the stretch. Um, And there's anything from eagles to doubles to triples and stuff that are made around what's a fantastic golf course, in my opinion. So all very exciting. Um, Great to see M break through. Really cool to see Fleetwood threaten. I mean, there were a few guys atop the leaderboard that, 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 that I was sort of pulling for in a way. But the main thing for me is to look through a leaderboard and see people like M, Hughes, Fleetwood, Arn, Daniel Berger, Westwood. Brendan Steele, Woodland, Cam Davis. So, as usual, a very eclectic leaderboard down there. And it shows that the design of the golf course does not necessarily fit one guy, but what you had better bring is some game and some moxie coming down the stretch.
2: And that's exactly what Song JM did. And I know here on the first cut, uh, between Kyle and and Rick and um, you as well, and all really all of us here are huge Song j m fans, um, <laughs> and, and there's definitely a Song JM contingent here. So Kyle, I'll let you take it away. What does this guy mean to you? And uh, you know, are are you fully in love now?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, he he look, he's great. Like the last few years have been. You know, I think everybody got caught up in the, in the Cam Champ stuff last year in terms of rookies on the PGA tour. And you're like, wait a second. Sunshay is the, the corn fairy player of the year. Like he's the guy that was, that really stood out above everybody else on the corn Ferry tour. And then the president's cup, he was great. Uh, I still think it would have been cool to see him and tiger in a, in like a playoff if they tied or something, you know, it, 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 like he was just like, he was kind of the man in, a, in some ways for the international team, you know, along with, with Abraham answer and, and a few other guys. But, um, you know, I think, I don't know, it's hard because some of what he does gets a little bit, uh, watered down because he plays so much. You're like, Oh, Sungjae had 15 top tens. Well, yeah, he played 40 times. So like what, what's actually the percentage, but to go out and win this, this event, uh tough course, I think he's just, I mean, rookie of the year on the corn Ferry in 18, uh, uh excuse me, player of the year on the corn Ferry in 18 rookie of the year on the PGA tour last year. Now he wins. Uh, it it doesn't seem like he's slowing down. He's just, he's progressed in a real way. And at 21 years old, I'm excited to see what the next, you know, five, 10 years holds.
2: You know, there's a big difference to me about Sungjae between this year and last year. Last year on the PGA Tour, he did play in 35 events. Everybody loves to talk about that because um, it's so impressive. He missed nine cuts last year. There was definitely some ups and downs. And as you mentioned, Kyle, yeah, seven top tens. 16 top 25s, not even not quite halfway there, Um, but some really nice finishes. But this year we've seen, I think, a more mature player you're seeing in 13 events so far. He's missed one cut and now adds a win. Also a second at the Sanderson Farms, tied third at the Zozo, some really impressive finishes. And he's kind of taken out that, um, that, that, that really bad tournament where, you know, as you always talk about Kyle, where's the floor and the floor for Sung J.M. is a lot higher this year. Than it was last year, so uh, it, it's been it's been really great to see. And uh, is there anything other than the ball striking to you, Mark, that really stands out for Sung J M?
3: Well, I f- I find the addition of Elbin Choy to the bag uh, intriguing. He used to have Pepsi, uh, Steve Hill, who's been around the block in the PGA Tour, worked for Keegan Bradley among amongst others in route to Keegan's PGA Championship win. But Elbin Choy, a good player in his own right, plays in the Corn Ferry Tour, and now he's on Sung J M's bag. So clearly I think this is a master stroke and, and Elbin gets him, you know, there's the, the, they're the two playing heads next door to each other when the pressure's up. Not that no, 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 um, ill, re, ill respect to, to Pepsi Hale because he's a really well rounded and experienced caddy. But I think adding Elbin to the Elbin to the bag, has just added a little something extra and it proved it down the stretch where you're playing these really hard holes. And, uh, and Sungjae comes through, he was trying to sort of spill, spend it on the toward the end there, but the big birdie on 17, you've you got to be convinced to get in and play those holes well. So uh, to me, I think the addition of a, a playing caddy was a, a really smart move.
2: Man, uh, talk about a uh, par three performance out here. He, he birdies three of the four par threes. does make a bogey at number seven, but uh, the to to birdie 15 and 17 in the bear trap, Extremely impressive, especially dur- during the middle of this round. And this may have something to do with the caddy, as you mentioned. On number six, he has to make a long putt for par. Makes a bogey at number seven after missing the grain long. And then at number eight, has to make another putt for par. Nine has to make a, a little bit of a knee knocker for par. And then it's more the same at number ten. This was the one. I mean, this one was really impressive to me. He makes the thirteen footer uh, after the bunker shot gets away from him just a little bit at, on number ten from thirteen feet. And then he he makes birdie at eleven. Hits a great shot. Twelve and thirteen tough bogey. So the middle of this round gets really really challenging for Sung J M. And then he basically just explodes and shows a a really really clutch performance. So I I mean to me. Coming down the stretch, there, Jae Im was just flat out clutch.
1: Yeah, I want. I wonder what he. I wonder. So he's six under after the fifth hole because he he starts at two under. He birdies for the first five, so he's six under after after five. I wonder if you tell him, "Hey, you can take that number and walk off the course right now." Would you take it? And it would have been a winning number, but I don't know if he would have taken it. I, I think it would be really interesting to to be able to go back in time and and ask him that look, I thought shot of the tournament, the shot on 15, I don't know if that was the line he was taking. If it was, that's unbelievable because it was just a joke of a line. I mean, to be be right of that flag on 15 where it was and in that moment is just, that's disgusting. Like that's (laughs) just an unbelievable shot. And so yeah, birdie 15, birdie 17, the up and down on 18 was really solid too. He didn't, I mean, it wasn't, he didn't leave himself too much of a putt there, but I just the the shot that I remember is the one on fifteen for
3: two. Well, I tell I tell you what to that as well. I mean that eleventh, ten and eleven are mean holes, especially eleven and 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 the birdie from six seven feet, whatever it was over there. That was that was classic M to me because if nothing else, he hits the ball flush and hits it through the wind and hits very little movement on the golf ball and 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 he just kind of went flagstick hunting. And then that little middle portion of the round, twelve and thirteen, where you speak about the hiccup, Greg. Um, you know that sort of happens around there. But 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 a measure of a man, in my opinion, is the ability to bounce back, and he comes back, you know, obviously with uh, with a save on 14. Then that, that tee shot Carl references on 15. Uh, that that is the ultimate in bouncing back because he was trying his best to spend the lead there, and your mind can be spinning at that stage. And then to back that up with a tee shot on 17, and then making one on top of Mackenzie Hughes, who was playing alongside, that speaks to what's going on inside his head. You know, it's so funny. You mentioned how
2: fast they can be going along just this morning. A friend of mine is telling me how he went out and played at the Floridian and, uh, and, and he had a very bad experience. And he said, you know, it was such a tight golf course. There's water everywhere. Things started happening really quickly. Things started moving really fast and his score went way high. I, I'm, I'll i save him and I won't share the number. But um, that's kind of what can happen in the middle. You three putt, 12. You've been grinding and saving pars, as I mentioned earlier, from basically six all the way until 13. Uh, and, and it's just been really difficult. And now you're faced with, you're you're basically facing the bear trap straight ahead of you. So not an easy situation. To me, the shot on 15, which was impressive, there's, tell, correct me if I'm wrong here, Mark, there's no way he's aiming at, right at that flag. To me, that's why you aim left. We okay. like we aim left in case you miss at the flag, so that when well, you miss a little right, it doesn't go to the water. Am I right? Uh,
3: well, you, you know, the logic says so, but. I've had the luxury of watching this guy play and I've had the luxury of getting the front row seats and he hits the ball as accurately as anyone I've ever seen. So, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if he, if he wasn't indeed aiming at the flag, because this guy hits it just so straight and so accurately, he's, he's the kind of guy with the technique and he's, he's proved this time and time again, since he's been in the world stage that we saw it at the uh, President's Cup as well. He takes on whole locations that certain folks don't. And perhaps that's cost him in the past. Um, but, but he is so accurate, man. This guy with an iron is as good as anyone.
2: Man, I was sitting there watching with, uh, with my boss, and
3: he stands on, he's
2: standing on that 15th tee. And we look at each other, and he says, do you, do you think he wants to hit this shot right now? And I didn't know what to say. I don't, so I don't answer. And then he hits the shot that he does, and we just kind of look at each other and raise our eyebrows and say, "Okay, well, I guess that answers that." So, uh, just extremely impressive out of Sung Jay. It was, it was really fun to watch.
1: It was great to see. By the way, oh. Sung uh younger than Victor Hoblin,
3: mm, Young. We talked about this the other day.
1: Younger than Kalamar Kawah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a, He's like eleven months older than Matthew Wolf, but. And and part of it's because he's this is like his fiftieth or fifty fifth event, but we talk about him like he's like twenty, like he's Bryson's age. You know, he's twenty six. He's twenty one. Twenty one. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And you know, I, we did that with Siwoo like two or three years ago, and then he kind of fell off. Th- this to me, there's a better, there's a better foundation. There's a better trajectory. Um, man, I'm excited. He's he's really good and he's really fun. I love the emotion at the end. It was cool. It was it was fun to fun yeah. to watch.
2: He, I think he's a better, a better tee to green player than Siwoo Kim. And I think he's a better, a better putter than a, than a Ben on, who's kind of another guy in that same boat where we expect some great things out of him at a younger age. And he hasn't quite turned out to what we expected him to, but uh, so a better putter than Ben on, that's a really good place to start. Cause he you, can probably th- hit it with Ben on, right?
1: Do you think, uh, do you think Mark's a better putter than Ben on?
2: Uh, I would say it's very likely. And I've never seen Mark <laughs> putt. <laughs> hey, come. Don't
3: you have kids to look after or something? <laughs> come. Oh, man. I, I, mean, yeah, look.
2: I, I would say the over-under is Jacob Alex. Is is our producer Jacob a better putter than Ben on? That's kind of where I think the, the line is drawn.
3: No. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Not at all.
2: <laughs> Sorry. He is a PGA Tour player. It's- Let's not give him too hard of a time. <laughs> Man, well, another guy who I think hit the ball extremely well this week was Tommy Fleetwood, and he's a player. Tommy Fleetwood's a guy who comes into this tournament here. Uh, I, it was a guy I was very high on, but he was the odd, the betting odds favorite. He was the most expensive player in DraftKings, uh, and and he's really showing why. on On Saturday, he goes out and shoots sixty seven. It was a three hundred par round that was um, just very impressive. And to me, to me, that round. Answered a question that I had about Tommy Fleetwood from last year at the Arnold Palmer Invitational when he had the lead after 36 holes, goes out and shoots 76 on Saturday and really put himself out of the tournament. I wondered if we were going to see something like that again. And he answered the call and took the lead. And then today. It just didn't really quite go his way. What'd you make of of Tommy Fleetwood's finish here today? Uh, well, the the whole round in general. And Kyle, I'll start with you. Do you think that this is a a real concern for Tommy Fleetwood? Is this one going to really build up the pressure on him? Uh,
4: yeah,
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I think we have enough evidence with and there was a whole thing on like Twitter today, and you know, Paul Azinger mentioning different things on the broadcast. I, I think we have enough evidence with Fleetwood across the board, what he's done on the European tour, what he's done at the Ryder cup, you know, exactly. going, four, thank
3: you. I was going to say, so. good. Job. Going,
1: going four and one in Paris was not, that's, it that was like a real thing, you know? And, and so I just, I don't get real worked up about the Fleetwood stuff. I, I, I went back and looked, he's had 25 PGA tour events that were not majors or WGCs. This was, I think this was number 25. I might be off. It might be like 23 or 24. I I'm pretty sure it's 25. and. I don't know that's a that's a decent amount of events but it's still like I mean that's like a half season for Sungjae you know so I I just don't know that we have enough data enough evidence now do you want to see somebody blow it in the water right on 18 when you have a chance to win the tournament obviously not I but but I don't know I I, I'm not you know people are like oh he's the you know he's the English Fowler and like all this stuff it's like well Fowler's pretty good like that would be a good thing to be and and i get what he's doing okay for himself but like i he he might be my pick to to win the players in two weeks honestly like just the way he's playing i I, i'm not i'm not gonna lose my mind over how he finished on sunday
2: i mean he does have five european tour victories he won the season-long race to dubai in 2017 and he's only been on the he joined the pga tour in 2018 since joining the pga tour he's only missed one cut He's got 12 top 10s, four top three finishes, 30 top 25 finishes. He's qualified for the Tour Championship both years. It's the longest active cut streak on the PGA Tour, uh, which is at 33, including this week's Honda Classic. It's uh, some pretty impressive stuff. And I think, Kyle, he's a great pick for the uh, the Players' Championship, 2018 tied 7th, 2019 tied fifth. So this Florida swing suits him really well. Uh, Mark, yeah. do you, do you take, do you make anything of this? Do you think this is trouble for Tommy Fleetwood or, or are you not worried at all?
3: No, I mean, uh, I don't know. Kyle could probably help me with this. You know, the greatest closer of out of, of all time. And this is, I'm respectful to Jack Nicholas and all these folks is Tiger Woods and, and, and Tiger closed out the deal most times, but how many times Kyle, he, he was in contention and didn't finish the thing off. I don't know what the number was, you get exposed in the final group. And then you really get exposed in the final group around the champion course at PGA National. And then you get exposed in crosswinds. And then, you know, stuff starts going wrong. And then it's all eyes on you, you know, kind of thing. And you've got the cameras and stuff. So it's a difficult place to be mentally, emotionally, and physically. And, and through the week, you look through his numbers. He drove the ball very accurately, hit the green. He had a bunch of greens in regulation. He putted well. He just wasn't that good around the greens. Um, but no, I'm not concerned at all. You know, uh, the, in the modern day game, I think if you're winning 30% of the times you're in contention, I think you're killing it. I think if you win 10% of the times you're in contention, I think you're having a really sound career. And and Fleetwood, because he's noticeable, like a Ricky Fowler, you know, with the hair and the game and all the rest of it, you know, he's going to draw the attention attention of a bunch of folks. So I'm not concerned. You know, it's. Things go wrong, and, and we talked about this earlier in the week. Things go wrong at PGA National very quickly. There's peril waiting around every turn. And you, you know you're going to make a mistake or two. Now, um, would he like to have the long iron into the final green back? Absolutely, he would. But you know what? A long iron with a crosswind and you're in contention, and a slightly hanging lie, that stuff's not easy. And did he pull it off? No. Uh, was it unfortunate? Absolutely. Will he come back stronger? I, I guarantee you will, because I was in Mexico and we covered him in the first round for life. The guy couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for the two, first two and a half hours. And then somehow you turn around end of the week, and he's inside the top 15 just because he was able to guts it out. So, no, I'm not, I'm not concerned. I think roll, roll on Bay Hill, roll on, roll on players championship because Tommy Fleetwood will be around.
2: Hey, uh, that shot on 18, Kyle, do you think there was any effect of Brendan Steele hitting it in the water first for, for Tommy Fleetwood?
1: I don't know. Uh, Fleetwood doesn't seem like somebody who's affected by that kind of thing. He plays so fast, and it's just like I, I, he just seems to kind of be doing his own thing. So I I, I don't really think that the, the the weird part was, and I don't know if you guys heard this on the broadcast, but somebody like hollering during his backswing and I saw on Twitter Brian Wacker asked uh, Fleetwood and his caddy about whether that affected them, and they said they uh, they said they didn't hear it. So uh, maybe that sound was picked up from from somewhere else on the course. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I do think it's interesting because I think that I think closing is a skill. You know, I, I think knowing the rhythm of a tournament and being the one that's in front like after 72 holes, not 71 or 73, but exactly 72 is, it's a skill. It's something that, not to bring him up because I always bring him up, but Spieth, when he was winning, was really good at that. Like he wouldn't lead, wouldn't lead, and then all of a sudden he wins and you're like, wait a second, like how did this happen? And Fleetwood seems to sometimes do the opposite where he's, he's, you know, leading after the, uh, you know, leading in the players after the third round. Leading Arnold Palmer, and then and then he'll kind of fade at the end. Um, I don't like that. Doesn't make you a bad player, but I do think it's a learned skill to be leading at the right moment of a tournament to where you're you're raising the trophy, and and that's that's what we saw from Sungjae today. I mean, to close out two birdies in the last four holes, that was that was a close. That was a real thing. So I'm interested to see if Fleetwood can kind of figure that out, learn it, and uh, apply it in the future.
2: Man, it wouldn't be a, a episode of the first cut with Kyle reporter without talking about jordan speed, speed. so i like the I way know,
1: he, <laughs> i know i, I like I, the way
2: you sneak that in there. i can't help
1: <laughs> myself it's it's so it's a it's a it's a disease i think i think i i have a disease <laughs> <laughs> the speed
4: virus yeah, yeah it's, it's,
1: are... <laughs> it's not good <laughs>
2: go ahead kyle do your thing i know you got more to say
1: uh, about speed yeah, you got
2: speed, you got a little more on speed. You got a little read you got to do. Well, let's I know that's not quite the professional toss that we had last week, but we'll work on that flow a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't I don't have much more on speed. I'm I'm I mean, we're getting to the point with him where it's like is he going to be qualified for for everything? Like am I only going to see him at the mate like it majors and the John Deere and like if he pops in at Colonial? Anyway, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Supreme Golf. Supreme Golf has your next tee time at the best price. They do the work for you by comparing different tee time providers at thousands of courses around the world. If you're still calling the course to book your next round, yes, we are talking to you. Search your city, compare prices from every provider, and book the right tee time at the right course. Get the best deal at more courses than all other booking sites combined at SupremeGolf.com slash the first cut slash the first cut or on the free supreme golf app for ios and android i hope speed doesn't have to use that app like to get his own tea time <laughs> here in the near future
2: kyle i don't know if you can see it but uh, kyle, i we'll wish you had your camera on. oh man you got to turn that camera on because he's got a that looks like a pebble <laughs> I do beach pro-am jordan Speeth Bob, uh, that's impressive. Is that, <laughs> that's the, impressive. That's, that might be the
1: last trophy he ever raises. Right oh there.
2: man. Don't say that. Don't say that. That would be, that would be horribly disappointing. Um, but anyway, back to players who did play in the Honda Classic field. Uh, M- Mackenzie Hughes, the player who came in solo second seems to be, uh, I mean, I mean, the round of golf that Mackenzie Hughes played was, it, this was out of control. It, it was completely out of control. He comes in, he hits a couple really close. Early in the round on four and eight, hits some great iron shots. He's at two under par. Uh, He gets to number 11 here. And on number 11, he he just drops a bomb. This was the first of many. And this one was, I think, 30 feet. Yeah, 30 feet, seven inches on 11. And then on number 13, hits it into the front left bunker and short-sided and holds the bunker shot. And all of a sudden, uh, he gets to five under par, four under for the round, five under, and ties himself for the lead. Uh, and and he looks like he has a real chance to win. What do you make of Mackenzie Hughes this week and that performance? Is this the guy we gotta look forward to in the future? Or or do you think this is a, just a just a pop up out of him? I'll start with you, Mark.
3: Mackenzie um, Hughes is a nice young golfer and, and, and he's won win on the PGA tour, came on a similar golf course, certainly similar conditions. You know, where the golf course sets out visually in front of you with houses penalty areas, I should say, forgive me, USGA. With penalty areas <laughs> on either side of the target. And you've got to sort of flight the ball because you get the sea breezes off the Atlantic going on. And he wins down there at RSM in the Golden Isles and 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 he hits he's the kind of guy, he hits a really heavy golf ball. So I wasn't surprised at all to see him come through. Now, looking through the recent results where it'd been a really lean time of it. You never really know, but we've talked about this time and time again. You just need a little something. You just need to catch the lightning in a bottle one time during the week and you parlay that into a big finish. Now, he wasn't sound at all off the tee this week. He hit the irons well, which is kind of the hallmark of his game, but he just found he found the scrambling. He found the recovery skills. You talk of those hole outs and the long putts and stuff made, and, and, and this is what happens on the PGA Tour. One week can sort of define your year. So, uh, I, I've watched him play at his best and he hits the ball beautifully. It's that heavy penetrating ball flight and he's proven that he can win on tour. So um, I, I wasn't, it was fun to see him get up there. Was I expecting that he was going to hang on? I wasn't that sure because he didn't come in with much form, but there's one thing about the, if, if you've won on tour, you've shown that you have what it takes. And and he obviously drew on those experiences coming down the stretch in a playoff. Indeed. Um, they went to extra time there in, uh, uh, in sea Island. So he's been there. He outlasted the field uh, and the way that, um, this golf course set up and he spoke as much in his, uh, post round comments, he said just the golf course was going to suit him because no one was going to get away, you know, four under par is a tremendous round. And so just, if you just hang in and you just grind and you just grind was going to work out for him. And then he admitted that with the game, not being as sharp over recent weeks, He'd gotten into this grind mentality so it actually helped him as 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 the chips started to land on the table so uh good on him he's a great young man lots of game um, nice to see someone from my point of view as a golf instructor bounce back from being in the doldrums because that is a rough place to be
2: yes 266 over the weekend was really impressive the short game coming down the stretch was i, I mean it was it was sick he led the field in strokes gain approach uh, strokes gain around the green this week i'm sorry uh, it was, it was that great bunker shot on 13 that he hold. And then on the very next hole on 14, he had a really tight lie. I mean, I, I think it was bones out there with him who said it was like hitting off of a hardwood floor and he nipped it perfectly right off the turf there and got himself, uh, get, made, made par there. The bogey on 16 was tough, but he bounced back and drops a bomb on 17 and he ends the tournament with a, with a putt to tie. So uh, it was, it was really impressive. What's your take on Mackenzie Hughes, Kyle?
1: I mean, this is why golf is stupid. If you look at his last 10 tournaments, eight missed cuts, a T-55 and a T-65, you go into this week, you're like, does that look like a guy that's going to contend with Tommy Fleetwood and Sung J.M., you know, to win this tournament? No, he's, too, he's outside the, the top 200 on the PGA Tour in strokes game. Like, he's having, he's having a bad year, like, just statistically. You just look at the numbers. He's not playing good golf. And so to go 66, 66 at PGA National on the weekend, I mean, it, it, and and, it, and it's it's crazy, but it's also like what what Mark was saying is so much fun about this game because it can be you find anything. I mean, it can be whatever, and then all of a sudden you got it, and you're nearly winning your second PGA Tour event. I, I just it was cool again with him to see the emotion on 17 when he made the, the 50. Was it 17 when he made the 50 footer? Yeah, yeah, 17. And. Cause he, cause he was like feeling it by that point. And it it was just, I don't know. I enjoy watching him. He's, he's a very, he's just, he's really like fun to talk to. He's really nice. Um, he's somebody that's, you know, if, if, if people who are listening don't know him, he's somebody that's very easy to root for. He's very Canadian, but also funny.
2: (laughs) I don't know how you could be very Canadian. Canadian is one of those things. It's like, uh, well, you're American. That means you're born in America. Canadian means you're born in Canada. What does very
1: Canadian mean? He's just like, he's very, he's, I don't know. He's great. He's just very nice. He's like he extra. says A, a lot. <laughs> yeah. he
3: says A and sorry a lot.
2: <laughs> sorry. A, sorry. Man, well, uh, so two made cuts before the Honda Classic this year. The Houston Open tied 55th. The RSM tied 65th. Everything else has been a miscut so far this year. Uh, well, and now he can add a, a solo second to the list. So, um, to me, Mackenzie Hughes really made the tournament. It was it was a all of a sudden when he got in the mix, I started to feel a little energy. I started to feel some butterflies. It felt like. This meant a lot to him. It felt like a guy that was really up against it and was stepping through. I mean, you look at a Tommy Fleetwood, you look at a Brendan Steele, you look at, um, at a Sung JM and they don't really show a lot of emotion uh, on the on their sleeve. You don't really get a good read on what they're doing. Mackenzie Hughes was giving us – you knew how much it meant to him. He You could tell that this was a, a really high-pressure moment, which – uh, for me, I, I really enjoyed watching. So, uh, good on you, McKenzie. We'll be, we'll be rooting for you coming down the stretch here, but Brendan Steele, uh, I mentioned you, you couldn't really tell what was going through his mind. He gets to 18, needs an Eagle to, um, to force a playoff. He has 242 yards in the fairway, hit another brilliant tee shot right into the fairway. He's in position to do so. And he hits, uh, a shot reminiscent of the shot he hit at the Sony open, except this time to the right at the Sony open, on the 18th hole he hit one way left way left uh, on the other side of the grandstand and then here hits it way right in the water mark what do you make of that shot is that just hey i have to be aggressive now i have to try to make eagle i got to hit it at that right flag with water all the way up the right
3: uh you know what who knows because we can we uh, unless he admits what's going on inside of his head we'll never really know so all i can do is sort of opine on this and and you know, as as competitors, we're supposed to or they're supposed to sort of put the past behind you. But when he was on a par five, then in Wiley, with the wind out of the right hand side and he turns that little draw and it goes way left, as you describe. Um, I'm wondering if that was in the back of one's mind. Now, obviously, you don't miss the the second shot down 18 to the right. That is the cardinal error. But it it sort of appeared to me, now I speak under correction, but it appeared to me that this was one where, okay, you're just trying to hold one on the wind some, and with his technique, hit that a little too early in the arc. You know, the I think the arc was a little too far from the inside. So you block that cut and all of a sudden it gets just absolutely chewed up by the wind. So I don't know if there was some leftover there in the mind. I really don't. But 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 it's in the situation now where it's going to be twice where Brendan Steele, who's one of the great guys on tour and a very deep thinker, I think tonight will be going, hold on. This is two misfires with long clubs when it means something on the 18th hole. Maybe there's a little something we need to go and investigate you.
2: It definitely seems that way. Because, I mean, these shots were for a guy that led the field in, in strokes gain uh, off the tee. Right. He leads. He leads off the tee. He's tied 11th approaching the green. Seventh T to Green. He's a guy who's an excellent ball striker. He, he really is. he's been a great driver of the ball for his whole career. You would expect a guy that's a great driver of the ball to be able to perform at long irons and uh, and fairway woods as well. and under the under the highest amount of pressure we've seen twice now, it hasn't gone through. So what's your take here, Kyle, on on Brendan Steele? Is this something to be worried about? Do you this is the kind of thing that can that can really cripple a player going forward? Do you think he can uh, come out on the other side here?
1: Well I thought I thought the weird part, yeah, I think Brennan still be fine, but I thought the weird part for him on Sunday was he makes the early birdie at 5. And he's playing pretty clean golf and then he just he doesn't make another birdie all day. It's two bogeys over the last seven holes. You know, 71's not a bad score at PGA National, but he just couldn't get anything going, you know, and and you know, he didn't play the last two days on the back nine. He was three over four bogeys and a birdie. And to win this tournament, I mean, and, and this was this was sort of what was happening with Sung Jay. He makes the birdie at 15, he makes the birdie at 17. And it felt like he was winning the tournament, right? Like it felt like this is what the guy who wins the tournament is going to do is make a couple birdies over the last four or five holes. And you just never felt that with Brendan Steele because he he didn't make any birdies. He didn't make any birdies for the last 13 holes and so i i just i don't know like again 71 good score you're gaining strokes on the field it just wasn't enough uh with with sung rolling down the stretch there
3: well as you leave that uh, sorry sorry as you look through that birdie count i believe he only made like 13 for the week and the lion's share of those were in the first round um over the weekend he made just three Four, pardon me. There were three in round three, and then one, as you point out today, Carl. So it wasn't like he was just absolutely blistering the place. Yeah, he was just playing very consistent golf, and, and and bogeys happen fast around there. And if you're not making, like we saw Luke Donald make a bunch of birdies in round two, en route to four under, Sungjae made a bunch today. Um, it's it's just hard. You know, birdies are hard to come by around there, and bogeys are easy to come by. And there was a little of that on at play too, I think.
2: You know, we, we say it all the time on the PGA Tour. It's really, really difficult to win. And in order to win, you have to go out there and you have to take it. And you have to hit shots to win. You can't let players uh, fall back to you. That's the way it seems. Maybe in major championships, it's a little bit different. But if you're going to win, you got to go out there and take it. And if you compare Sung JM to Brendan Steele down the stretch, this is really where the difference is made. We mentioned he only made 13 birdies for the week. Well, on, on number 15, he hits it 18 yards away. It was 54 feet, 10 inches away from the hole. On number 17, he hits it well, well to the right this time, 43 feet, 5 inches to the hole. So, compare it to Sung jm Im, who goes out there and, and does exactly what he had to do and takes it. We've, we've talked at length about the shot into 15. He hit to 7 feet, 10 inches. And then at, at 17, he does the same thing. It's actually... Unless there's a glitch in the system here, it's the exact same distance, seven feet, 10 inches away on both of those holes. The difference between those two is enormous. And to me, that's really where he wasn't aggressive enough coming down the stretch when he did hit it close. And this is Brendan Steele. I'm I'm talking about here when he did hit it close at 12 and 13 Twelve and fourteen. Rather, he wasn't able to take advantage. He had he had ten feet into twelve, hit a great shot in there, uh, as did Tommy Fleetwood. Didn't convert. Then on fourteen, he hits it in there to nine feet and doesn't convert. And if if on either of those he converts, or if he if he's able to make w- just one more birdie on the back nine, he comes down eighteen needing just a birdie. And I don't think he has to challenge that right hole location with water all up the right. He's just got to hit it somewhere. Left of the flag, and and four becomes a real possibility. So I, I think for Brendan Steele, you're looking not just at that shot on eighteen. I think you're looking back earlier into the round at at twelve and fourteen. Uh, even taking a look at at thirteen, where he didn't get up and down from the bunker there there, and that's where Mackenzie Hughes hold it from the bunker. So definitely some moments in there where uh, I think I think the eighteenth hole would have been a different story if Brendan Steele had been within one and not two. Um, so, I mean, man, a lot of guys in the, in the mix coming down the stretch. Um, there was a player that we all thought was going to be coming down the stretch, at least most of us in the, in the, um, in the first cut family here. And that was, that was Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland shoots a great round of 67 on Sunday, but it was just disappointing on Saturday. So he comes in tied eight and in the one and done league, there were one two, three, four players in the one-and-done league who took Gary Woodland, including Mark Immelman uh, and myself. Uh, uh, We had Eric Kay, our leader, uh, he also took um, Gary Woodland, not our leader, our, our fearless leader. He's our podcast leader here. At, at yeah,
1: easy time. on the leader stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. Right, Kyle is Kyle's leading the way here by, I would say, a significant amount. Wouldn't you? Would you agree, Kyle? I mean, you got 2.5 million points here. You're the only one with a win so far. Two top fives. You're you're looking pretty good, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I feel I feel good about it. Um... Yeah, Billy Horschel shooting 75 on Sunday was was tough for me. And me and Rick Gaiman both had Billy Horschel this week. He came in playing really well, shot 67, I think, on on Friday to kind of sneak inside the cut line. Uh, but yeah, I feel good. I don't know. Ma- the majors are going to change everything. I mean, there's so many big events over the next two or three months. I, I've, I've already burned Rory and, and we're heading into the big money stuff. So I feel good, but, but not great.
2: So, you know, you talk about the majors coming up. There's a lot of golf left. When we get into majors, we always talk about this on Saturday or Sunday. What score is, how far back is too far back? When you look at the season standings on the leaderboard here, uh, you mentioned there's a lot of money out there. How far back is too far back?
1: Are you directing, Kyle? No, a- <laughs> no, I'm asking you,
2: Kyle. Jeez. Mark, I Wait, can't you...
1: ask you
2: to answer that question. Uh, that's you, for are, you, Kyle.
1: Are you talking about in terms of our one and done, or
3: like yeah, or yeah, our
2: one, our one and done?
3: Careful, uh, you're cashing checks way too early, buddy. There's a lot of. <laughs> well,
2: hey, I'm, I'm just asking the question. This is, this brings up a good discussion.
3: Yeah, I think
1: uh, I I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't say it. Come on, say it. So, no, I don't, I don't, I think everybody's still like way in it, you know, like I, I don't think, yeah. I do think you can get into a scenario where you start doubling up and like picking the same guys for the same events, which as the, per, as the person who's leading is what I want to happen. Right. If, if everybody picks the same guy every week, then I can't be beat. Right. So I I think that's going to be interesting to see like the diversity and in, in how guys are picking, but yeah, I think it's way, way, I mean, I think Mark is still very much in it, even though he's, I can barely see him on our standings board right now.
2: <laughs> You're you right. Go. I mean, he's oh,
1: lucky. What do you get, two million
2: for a major win? Yeah. Well, yeah. Look,
1: Masters, Masters is two. I mean, players championship is going to be probably over two million, right? I think there. it's like a 14 million purse this year. 15 million.
2: It's 15 million. And I believe the winner gets, uh, is it two, did I see 2.7? This yeah. was a couple weeks ago when I was looking, it's a crazy high number for the winner this year.
3: It's Florida swing. That's when the real golfers start showing up. Yeah, yeah. it's 2.7.
1: So that's more than I have total right now. So if you pick the player's championship winner, hopefully it'll be me. I mean, not to win. I won't win the players, but hopefully I will pick the person to win the players. Um, you'll be in the lead. Yeah, I,
2: I agree. I, I don't think you can be too far back at this point. So it'll be interesting to see going forward. But the, the main picks here were Gary Woodland, who, who came in eighth place, 200 par, uh, tied eighth, I believe. It was a little disappointing on Saturday. We had uh, Jacob Alex, our producer, was the only man picking Shane Lowry. He came in uh, 21st at one over par which was a, a fairly nice finish. Jacob is in second place in, in the league, uh, overall league standing. So it, it should be an interesting finish coming down the wire here. Uh, and I say finish, meaning basically the the entire major season uh, and, and the playoffs all coming down the stretch. Jacob, by the way, i got to ask you, have we figured out what we're doing for the Tour Championship yet? Is it, is it a $15 million purse to the winner, or are we working our way around that? Uh, yes, is the investigation but- over?
3: Because invest- I've got McElroy saved for the Tour Championship. Go ahead and <laughs> say it. Come on. Go ahead and say no, it.
2: Lay it on a million us. Million dollar swing for the for the Tour Championship. I think we could uh, we could probably go pricing based off of the players. Like an elevator. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. got to be worth something. Because I mean, if we did official money, it wouldn't be worth anything. Right. So we got to come up with some kind of a dollar amount. All I, right. We'll man, wait, we'll see player? how it goes. But. I th- we got to make a decision on this uh, rather quickly. So, the players. Um, okay, we'll done.
3: Down. Yeah. Pers- well, well, just just so you just, just so you all know, I'm going to be using McElroy at Eastlake in the final event. So you guys can just decide what you're going to decide over there. Um, when I st- yeah, Okay. I'll just leave that. I- I'll leave that be.
2: Okay, so we know he's not going to pick him at Masters. I I thought you were going to pick him this week at API, Mark, because I know you said he gets on those Bermuda Greens and things are going to go pretty well. But, okay, uh, Tour Championship, uh, never a bad play.
3: So, well, well, I, I, well, look, I mean, he's he's won there before. I've watched him. I, I watched him that final round of 64 Rory shot to win a couple seasons ago, I think it was. It was one of the great rounds I've ever gotten to witness. And uh, it was pretty special. And so it, it's... It's got me vacillating just a little bit right now, but I'm I'm comfortable with with you know at least I got a top ten finally uh, with Woodland, and so I, th- I think there's some traction being built here. I'll, so I'll stick to the plan.
2: All right, I like I like the plan. So, um, well, we're going to get into the PGA National as a venue here, but first let, let's take a break and hear a word from our partners.
0: Did you know that more than seventy-five percent of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only ten percent. Will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up
2: And we're back on the first cut podcast. Kyle had to had to jump out a bit. As busy as he is, uh, he, he didn't have enough time
0: for us here tonight.
2: But Mark, when you look at the Honda Classic, you look at PGA National as a venue. Uh, wh- what are your sort of final thoughts? I mean, the golf course played a, extremely difficult. Are, are you a fan of, of golf down here in the Florida swing?
3: Oh, absolutely. Especially this golf course. I mean, it's hosted a Ryder cup in 83, uh, Larry Nelson won a PGA championship here. Uh, it's a major championship golf course. And, you know, Jack Nicklaus, he knows he's, he's a great golf course designer and he was involved obviously with the design of the golf course. And so you can see how he plays on you visually and he plays on you mentally and plays on you emotionally. Some, and then of course you've got to deliver, you know, uh, when the chips are down, you've got to hit quality, well-struck iron shots and good, uh, accurate tee shots. Length is is not that big a weapon around this place. You've got to put the ball in play off the tee. There was not very much rough this week. And still, if you uh, shot four rounds in the 60s, you were basically threatening the lead. And that's all the players said so. And then you couple a little crosswinds on some some holes down there. It's just a fantastic venue. I think it's, uh, uh, th- there's a reason why a, a blue chip company like Honda would be aligned with this event for as long as what they have. I think it's the, maybe the longest running sponsorship on the PGA Tour. They've been around since the 80s, I believe it was. So, I mean, it's a great place. Jack Nicholas and Barbara Nicholas involved. All the charitable initiatives down there in, in, in their Palm Beach Gardens area that this event supports. It draws a good field every year. And, and and the role of champions around here are are, are, are great golfers and uh you can add sung jm to that list now because he's got all of the tools he's proved to himself he can win at the, one of the hardest venues on the tour that is going to do worlds for his confidence so a uh, great venue um and i think a, an awesome place to kick off what is you know the florida swing which is like one of the uh, one of these stretches of golf everybody on the pga tour looks forward to
2: you know, you, you bring up so many interesting points. I think this is a, an extremely interesting event. And the past two years, the schedule change, uh, I think, has really hurt the field of the Honda Classic. And, and you look now, if you're going to play the Honda, and you're, gonna, and you're a player like Rory McElroy, you're going to play in all the big events. you got to go Genesis, World Golf Championship, Mexico Championship, Honda, Arnold Palmer, players. You look at that, that lineup. And how do you choose which one you're going to miss? Well, Honda often is the, the, um, the one odd man out. But that being said, uh, despite some of the bigger names deciding not to play, the last two years it has been an extremely exciting event. And the drama down the stretch is just great to watch. Uh, maybe you're not as familiar with some of the names involved as you will be next week or uh, at the Players' Championship the week after. But you still, Asung JM Im is a, a big name winner. Tommy Fleetwood is a big name in the game of golf and, and these are uh, really high level elite players. So uh, it, it always seems to lead to an extremely exciting finish. And I think that has a lot to do with the the drama that surrounds it down the stretch. If you're going to win this tournament, you got to step up and win it. And that's exactly what Sung in did. Um, man, it would be really cool to see another event like a Ryder cup or it, it's a major championship type venue that you can see the pressure in the, in the faces of the players. So I, well, just, I I had a great time watching.
3: And just the way the golf course sets up too. You know, the the opening hole is just a gentle welcome. Then the second hole, if you had a good drive away, you've got a short iron in your hand. And then you've got a reachable five. Then you've got a short par four. Then quickly this golf course, course turns around and gets nasty. Five, six, seven, uh, eight sometimes are going to whip you in your rear end. Then they let you off easy with eight and nine. And then 10, 11, 12, I mean, those things are mammoth. And then you've got 13, which is a little bit of a respite. Then, of course, you turn for home, 14, 15, 16, 17, which are downright nasty. And then there's a par 5 to close. So the way the golf course flows, um, that's in my opinion, that's why it lends itself to these exciting finishes. Because you're going to have guys fire early then fall back and then you want the leaders they've got to survive certain areas and then you make it through the bear trap for argument's sake. and all of a sudden you've got a chance at 18 to make potentially a three like we saw today you know where there's an eagle chance to still win the event for for a, a tommy fleetwood so just the way the golf course flows i think lends itself to the drama of it all and then you add to it just the severity of the golf course and the condition of the place i mean the greens were spectacular it, oh. it is it is so it, it's such a good tournament venue
2: it really it was great to see the conditions as you said were perfect the the balls flying on the ground uh, it's getting on the greens and it's it's really hot the greens were so firm and fast they were perfect so that i think makes a golf tournament really fun to watch when the ball is active on the ground it, it definitely enhances the event. And, you know, you, you're right about the flow, the, the way the, um the, the order of holes is very important out there. It reminds me of what we saw at Marion at the U.S. Open a number of years ago, where they talked about the comedy, the tragedy and the, and the drama, all, all three of those kind mm-hmm. of incorporated into the course. We see a lot of that here at PGA National, too. It's re- really fun
3: good spot and then uh, of course bay hill next week <laughs> that's a good golf course hard as rip and of course the players championship at the stadium courses you know, uh, the more i go there the more i've learned to love the place the, the first time i saw it i was like oh no um but but i appreciate pete dyer's design over there and there the way the golf course goes and then you've got innersbrook that Copperhead course which is just a good that's a major championship course too and then from there, Florida's done, and you head to the match play. So, so it's a great run of golf coming off an awesome run of golf on the West Coast. I mean, there, there's some good spots we we get to visit.
2: Which which one do you like more, the the West Coast swing or the Florida swing?
3: <laughs> it's a hard question. Man. I, I you know, <laughs> I know. The, the the vistas on the West Coast are uh, off the charts. I mean, some of these golf courses, what you get to see, like. Pebble Be- you you go from the desert to Pebble Beach you you go from Pebble Beach to Riviera, um, Torrey Pines of course as well so so the views and such are just unbelievable but but I was talking with my brother we we were down there over the break and uh, over the weekend and I did a quick Bay Hill scout, um, he's like I can tell you there are a number of PGA professionals this week who are breathing a sigh of relief because they off Piney greens now and back onto the Champions Bermuda. Um, the, 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 Florida courses are, are stout and the greens are always superb. So yeah, I, I can't really answer that one, man.
2: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It, it is a hard question. And the greens, the conditions of Bermuda greens in general have gotten so much better over the years. I mean, within, within the last 20 years, they've changed completely. So really fun to watch. Uh, the, these are hard golf courses that we see in, in the Florida swing. And in, in California, you get a little bit more of a mix pebble. The the three courses they play over there at the 18th Pebble Beach Pro-Am give you a little bit more of a break probably than uh, than Honda. And but Riviera and and, um, and Torrey Pines are just spectacular and they're stunning. And these ones in Florida are just brutally hard and there's a lot to appreciate. So mm-hmm. it, it's uh, we're, we're in a good we're in a good part of the calendar here on the PGA Tour. It'll be exciting to watch. Um, so, Hey, Mark, thanks for, thanks for joining me tonight and Kyle, who, who's not here with us anymore tonight, but, uh, thank you to Kyle Porter as well. It's been fun.
3: It was my pleasure, man. always love to catch up with you guys. Uh, it's been lots of fun golf and I tell you what, it's going to be frenetic over the next little bits. Uh, we already in March, uh, springtime is around the corner I was uh, driving up, uh, I 75 and I can see in certain parts of Florida, the azalea, the azaleas were blooming already, which means oh, uh, one thing, boss. So, uh, so, so I'm, I'm a pretty pumped up puppy at the moment.
2: Yep. Extremely excited. And, and this upcoming week, we'll have lots of conversation on the Arnold Palmer Invitational in Bay Hill. Uh, and from here on out, we are in full swing. So make sure you stick around and catch us right here on the first cut. And if you like what you heard tonight, uh, jump over and give us a, a rating and, and a review. We always appreciate that. It, it really helps us out tremendously. You can get Mark on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. You can get Kyle Porter on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can get me on Twitter at TheRealGFD. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.
4: But enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com/sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing.